Welcome to Embrace It All with Certified Life Coach Angela Adams. Although living with anxiety can be a challenge, did you know that you can really enjoy your life and thrive despite dealing with anxiety? Come with me and let me show you how you can love and embrace all of it. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back. By the time you listen to this episode, I will be in Oregon with my daughter's family and playing with my grandsons and doing all the fun grandma things. And I can hardly wait. It's going to be so fun. So recently, I have been reflecting on the struggles that some of my family members have been going through. And this actually seems to be a really common theme lately with some of my clients as well. They all have someone in their lives that are struggling in one form or another. So today, I wanted to discuss a few things that I have noticed personally as I watch those I love struggle. We all know, at least (laughs) we are learning, right, that having struggles is really part of God's plan for us. We came to earth knowing that we were going to have the opportunity to learn and to grow, and that usually comes from some sort of struggle. There must be an opposition in all things for us because God knows that that's what we need in order to become the person he knows we can become. But when someone we love is struggling, I personally think that it is much more challenging to accept this truth. Now, I want you to stop and think about how how you show up when someone you love is struggling. As I continue to coach my clients and reflect on my own personal experience, I have seen three ways people usually respond when someone they love is going through something difficult. We're going to discuss these three ways and why they aren't very helpful, and then we'll, we'll explore how different it can look when we show up looking through the lens of compassion. Now, one of the most common ways we show up is by becoming the handyman. (laughs) We come in and we want to fix everything, right? We don't like to see those that we love struggling. They're hurting and we just want to make that hurt go away. Now, our intention might be because we love them and we want to protect them especially from feeling bad. We want them to be happy. But what I've noticed is when our first instinct is to become the handyman, we might be communicating something entirely differently. The person struggling might see this and think that we don't have confidence in them to figure it out. They might think that we don't believe that they can handle this situation on their own. For example, when my youngest son was in high school, there was a a problem with one of his math teachers. Anyway, my husband and I thought the best thing for us to do was to charge in and try to fix it. So we set up a time. We met with the principal. We met with the teacher. And really, we did this without really talking to our son. And we didn't quite fully understand the entire situation. We didn't take into consideration his point of view at all. We just made it so much worse by doing this. And as a result, 
for a long time, he lost his trust to come to us with his, with any other problems because he was afraid that we were going to jump into handyman mode, that we were just going to want to fix everything instead of listening to him. And we learned that we all had a very different approach and none of them were wrong when it came to these struggles. Now, the other way I see um, us showing up is we become the villain or we take it personally. We make their struggle mean something about ourselves. And when we do this, we think that their struggle is all our fault. And we start blaming ourselves for past mistakes, what we think or or, or what we think might have been mistakes. We think somehow that we've broken our children, that our children will never be happy and they will always struggle because of something we did or didn't do. Now, for instance, if your tr- if your child is struggling with anxiety, I have um a child that does struggle with anxiety and we might believe maybe we didn't hold them long enough when they were a baby. Maybe that's the reason. So we become the villain in their story. We take it upon ourselves to be the villain. Now something else happens here too. Sometimes our children, our spouse, whoever we love, they might blame us. Now, as our kids struggle, they might project that onto us. They might project their struggle onto us because they're unhappy and unsettled themselves. They might not understand why they're struggling and having someone to blame is just easier. And the third reason, the third way that we show up is sometimes we become the jury and the judge. Sometimes we blame our loved ones because we think we know exactly why they are having the challenges they are having. Now, as parents, I think we get so caught up in this, right? Sometimes we, we just think we know it all. We think that their struggles are because they've made bad choices. We think that if they made different choices, something would be different and they wouldn't be struggling, right? We think that if they made the choices we wanted them to make, everything would be fine. We end up blaming them for not doing what we told them they should do. And we blame them for not listening to us in the first place. Does this sound even remotely familiar? I think, I think all of us parents at one time or another step into this role. Now, there's a reason we usually respond as the handyman, the villain, and the judge and jury. And that reason is this. We want to feel good. We want to feel peace, and we think these are the ways that we can achieve it. We have this idea that our peace is dependent on our loved one's peace. If they aren't happy, then we can't be happy ourselves. 
or we may blame them for making us unhappy because of the choices they made. Remember, my friends, this is such a lie. Nobody can make you happy or unhappy. Now, I want to, I want to take a step back and I want you to think about this. What if, what if the person you love is supposed to struggle right now? What if this struggle is actually for them? What if their struggle is for you? Now, let's face it. No one, no one likes to experience hard things. And as parents, we don't like to see our children experience hard things. And I think it's safe to say that not one of us is volunteering cheerfully to go through something hard. We aren't up there saying, oh, oh, yes, pick me, pick me. I want this challenge, (laughs) right? It's never easy to watch someone we love struggle. I get it. Believe me, I do. Wouldn't it be so much easier if we could just control the situation and everybody involved? (laughs) It seems like that would be so much better, right? (laughs) My friends, it's not. The fact of the matter is we can't. We can sure try. And when we do, it makes a mess of things. But we aren't supposed to. We're not supposed to control it all. That isn't God's plan. That's not God's plan for us. God's plan was to give us our agency to choose. And we chose that plan. We can't control them or the way they perceive their own struggles. And we are not supposed to. Every one of us is going to struggle in some way or another in our lives, right? It's part of this mortal experience. It's not fun. It's usually not easy. And it requires time to get through it. But every one of us is going to experience struggles in our lives and in those that we love. So what if we were to look at all those struggles, our own and our loved ones, through a different, more compassionate lens? Instead of rushing in, wanting to fix it, what if we approach it by thinking, this must be such a hard thing for them, and then becoming a safe place to land? What if we just allow them to struggle? What if, while we are allowing them to struggle, we offer love and support and we listen? This isn't easy, I know. But there are so many studies, so many studies out there that have shown that when parents swoop in and try to fix their kids' challenges or try to shield them from that experience, they're actually doing more harm than good. In the last several years, it has become so apparent that young adults struggle with emotional resilience. Colleges around the country have seen such an uprise in students with anxiety and depression. And what they have found is that most of these young adults have never had to struggle. They don't know how to navigate life when life gets hard because their parents have always come in and fixed the problem for them. 
Now, I'm sure that most parents did not intend for this to happen when they were, when they set about becoming the handyman, right? I'd like to think their intentions were out of love, but I also believe they didn't want their child to feel bad and they didn't want to feel bad themselves. So it was just easier and it felt better for them to swoop in and fix it. And now we are reaping the, I shouldn't say benefits at all, because it's not a benefit. We are reaping the consequences. We are understanding better that this isn't the best solution at all. The best solution is to embrace the fact that it is okay for both our children and us to feel bad for a little while. And during this, we can allow them to voice their thoughts and feelings about the struggle. We can give them that safe place to land and be heard. And we can listen to understand their ideas on how to get through it. And we can take that opportunity as well to talk through what we are feeling with someone who would also be a safe place for us, who will listen and give us the support and perspective that we need. And a coach is such a great option for this. I guarantee that our son's struggle with his math teacher would have turned out entirely different and so much better had we approached the situation like this. Now, through the lens of compassion, we allow them to have their own experiences, struggles and all, and we love them, we support them, and we listen to them. Now, when it comes to being a villain, making their struggles mean something about us, we tend to blame ourselves, like I said earlier, for something we may or may not have done in the past. And when we do this, not only do we create our own unhappiness in their struggle, but we get so caught up in the past, our past, that we are unable to be present for them. And we create this distance from the loved one that is struggling and ourselves. Now, it's true that none of us are perfect parents or spouses, and we have all made mistakes. We're human. That's what we do, right? But I think it's fair to say that these mistakes weren't intentionally made to make those loved ones miserable. If we look at the past, of course there are things that we would do differently. But we don't know what that outcome would be regardless. Maybe our loved ones would have struggled anyway. Your loved one is going to have challenges and trials that they are meant to have. And we may or may not be the reason behind it. I'll let you in on a little secret. We didn't create their struggles or their problems. We aren't the only reason they are unhappy. They are going to have the life they are supposed to have. Remember, they have their agency, meaning they get to view the world and their circumstances however they choose. And they will have their own struggles, the challenges that they are supposed to have. We have to stop blaming ourselves because 
because the past is in the past. Blaming ourselves is is like arguing with our past. And as Byron Katie says, when we argue with the past, we only lose every time. Now, sometimes our loved ones will blame us for their struggles. And like I said earlier, this is because it's easy. Now, I am really guilty of this myself. And it's something that I am currently working really hard on. Now, why does this happen? Well, it is easier. When someone we love is struggling and is blaming us, it's because they are feeling unsettled and unsure about themselves. They don't quite understand why they are having to go through this struggle or how to navigate through it. And so they have to look for someone to blame to feel better. Now, oftentimes as parents, this hurts. And then we start going down that road. We start looking for evidence that maybe there's some truth to this blame, right? Or we might become defensive and angry. Neither one of these things is helpful for us. And they only cause more pain and more unhappiness. Now, through a more compassionate lens, we will be able to see that we are not the cause of their pain nor are we the cause of their solution. But we can become, like I said earlier, a safe place to land by thinking that thought, they must really be struggling right now and allow them to do this to a point and continue just to love them and support them through it. Now, sometimes, especially as parents, we're going to show up as the judge and the jury. We are going to judge our children for the struggle they are going through. Because we are older and we have had a lot more life experience, we think we know the reasons why our kids might be struggling. Maybe we do, but maybe we really don't. We can't get inside their heads. We don't know. We honestly don't know. As they struggle, we might be tempted to have this, I told you so attitude. And from there, try to control them and their experience, pointing out what they did wrong in the first place and what they are doing, what they are not doing right as they continue in their struggle, trying to navigate out of it. Speaking from firsthand experience, this never, ever works. All it creates All it creates is more distance and contention. Our job as parents is to love and to teach, not to control or take away our child's agency. But when we show up in judgment and blame, that's exactly what we're doing. And the message they they receive is that we don't love them or trust them. And I don't think this is the message we want. So why do we do these things? Because we are blaming them for our own lack of peace. In other words, we're giving control over our own peace to our children. We think 
that they would just, if they would just do what we tell them to do, they wouldn't be struggling and we could then be happy. Now, many years ago, I found myself in this very situation with one of my children. Now, it went on and on for a long time. And as I think back on it, excuse me if I start choking up. But we were both miserable and our relationship was really hanging by a thread. And it wasn't until I decided to take responsibility for my own peace by dropping the control and the blame and allowing my child to experience what they needed to experience. It wasn't until then that our relationship started to heal. Now, I learned from that experience that looking through the lens of compassion looked like this. It looked like allowing my child to struggle, allowing them to have their own experience while controlling the only thing that I could control. And that was me. The lens of compassion allowed me to decide how I perceived this experience and the way I finally wanted to show up for my child. Through this lens, I was finally able to create peace for myself, even though the struggle continued. Now, this didn't happen overnight. It took a lot of work. It took a lot of prayer and introspection. It took repentance on my part. It took forgiveness, and it took trusting in the Lord and relying on His strength to get to that point. But when it came, that peace was far greater and sweeter than I could have ever imagined. And our relationship became better. Now, we know that the Lord doesn't usually fix the problem right away. He allows us to struggle for a bit, right? He doesn't blame us. He listens. He guides us. And he gives us the help that we need. When our loved ones struggle, it isn't easy. And we might be tempted to show up as the handyman, the villain, and the judge and jury, right? But even if our attentions seem loving, these three ways don't work. Yes, we want them to be happy. We want, we want to feel happy. We want all of us to feel peace. And looking through the lens of compassion instead of trying to control them in their struggle is the only way, the only way that we can all feel peace. All right, my friends, have a wonderful week and I will talk to you soon. Have you ever wondered what life coaching can do for you? Sign up now for a free coaching consultation at AngelaAdamsCoaching.com. I would love to be your coach.